Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hello and welcome to this hour of spiritual direction here on Relevant Radio. I'm Josh Raymond and this is our program that deals with that topic, spiritual direction. And so glad to have you along here for the hour today. And as you go through different projects that you have to do, maybe something for work, maybe something at your home, have you had that moment where you've been working on that one project and maybe you're working on it long enough and you lose track of the main purpose of what you were doing. You get away from whatever your primary objective was. You get, you get so far down into the details that your focus maybe has moved away from the original task or that original project, and you found yourself working on something that was kind of tangentially related to that primary goal, but it wasn't the thing that you first started on. When those moments happen, and, and I think they do happen to all of us, you have to take a step back and remind yourself, or maybe somebody else has to help remind you of that first goal, that original objective. And I can remember things like this happening even as a young child when my mother would send me in to clean up my room. And I'd start with the best of intentions. You know, I'm picking up some dirty laundry, I'm getting some of the toys off the floor. And as I was working there on the main parts of the room, maybe I had a basket of clean laundry clean clothes that I needed to put away. And so I'd start putting some of the things in the closet or in my dresser. But as I looked in my dresser, you know, putting away the socks and the t-shirts, I'd see, well, my dresser is kind of disorganized. And somehow, mysteriously, those socks ended up in the shirt drawer. Okay, so I'd start pulling socks out, matching pairs, placing them in the right drawer until I was left with maybe two or three socks that didn't have a match. But I wanted to finish up with those socks before I moved on to anything else with organizing that dresser, let alone <laughs> cleaning the room. So I'd look around. Can I find those socks here in this room? Nope, I don't seem to find them here. So I'd go and say, maybe it's in that clean laundry basket of clothes that are in my parents' room. And I'd go in there and dump the basket of clothes out on their bed and start digging through the pile looking for those missing socks. And it was Maybe right around that time that my mother would walk by my room, find it still a mess, and I'm not in there. I'm not anywhere to be found. And then she would discover me in her room where I had made yet another mess with all the laundry that's strewn about on her bed. And then I'd have to clean up that laundry in her room and go back to my room to start the original cleaning. She had to get me off that side task and back on the original work of clean your room. Vince Lombardi, he's the famous coach of the Green Bay Packers. And after the Packers had lost a championship game during the 1960 season, he walked into the training camp that following year, summer of 1961. And even though he had three dozen players there in front of him who had come so close to winning that championship last year, he took nothing for granted. 
And Lombardi's biographer, David Marinus, he writes, he began a tradition of starting from scratch, assuming that the players were blank slates who carried over no knowledge from the year before. And so Vince Lombardi, he went back to the basics of the game. He was standing there in front of the entire team and he opened their training camp by holding up a football and saying to all the players, gentlemen, this is a football. Vince Lombardi, he then proceeded with this very methodical review of all of the fundamentals of the game, how to pass, how to intercept, how to tackle, basics. And six months later, the Green Bay Packers beat the New York Giants 37-0. to zero, And they won the NFL championship. So there can be that extreme value in going back to the basics, going back to what you were originally supposed to be focused on. And since this show, like I said, The Inner Life, it's a show about spiritual direction. Well, today we'd like to spend the hour reviewing the basics about spiritual direction. And at the end of the hour, even if we've covered a lot of things that we already know, hopefully we'll be able to walk away with better focus in our spiritual lives. We'll have a better understanding of the gift of spiritual direction as we strive to know, to love, and to serve God to the very best of our ability. And joining us today as our spiritual director, as we look at what spiritual direction is, Father Rick Martinetti is with us. He's a Franciscan friar, and he's the director of campus ministry at Ave Maria University in Florida. And it's his uh, very first time joining us here on the program. Father Rick, welcome to The Inner Life today. Glad to have you here with us. Thank you, Josh. Very happy to be with you. And uh, since this is your first time on the program, maybe we can just spend a couple of minutes letting people get to know you. Uh, You're a Franciscan, first of all. Uh, How did you find yourself drawn to the Franciscans? Uh, Kind of what's the the thumbnail version of your vocation? Yeah, thank you for asking. Well, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, and I grew up with the Franciscans, the Order of Friars Minor, Immaculate Conception Province is the, the full title of the group of men that I'm with. And um, the guys um, staffed my home parish of St. Leonard's in Boston and were my high school teachers at Christopher Columbus High um, in the 80s. So I knew them from a young age. And um, then it was, it was in my early 20s that I, I really had a faith awakening that led me back to uh, the Friars. Um, you know, I kind of always... I always liked them. I always, um, I felt like they were men you could talk to. They were down to earth. I even remember playing basketball with uh, one of the friars at, at Columbus. And that just made me feel good that hey, this is a normal guy that you could hang out with. And, and when the Lord kind of broke into my life in a, in a beautiful way in my early 20s, um, I, was, I was working in an investment company just for a year and it just suddenly became uh, meaningless and I knew I had to do something more with my life. And I went back to the Friars, um, and they had a beautiful program to offer of joy and peace and prayer that I found very attractive. And so you became a Franciscan, uh, you joined that, that community, and now you're working there at Ave Maria University. Uh, what, exactly, what, what exactly does your work there entail? Um, well, this is my fourth year at um, Ave Maria in Florida, and I have done campus ministry at two other universities before coming here. So really, like the last, I'd say, 14 years have been um, working in campus ministry, and um, I love it. It's, 
you know, you, you've got a beautiful age group that you're working with, like 18 to 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And um, at, at Ave Maria, we're, we're blessed. Um, you know, it's a very Catholic school. So we have a, um, you know, high percentage of Catholics that want uh, the sacraments um, on a daily basis. So we have three masses a day and confessions available every day. And of course, spiritual direction and retreats. And we're bringing in speakers for theology on taps and Bible, Bible studies. It's really a, it's a vibrant campus of about maybe 1,200 or so. And, and the large majority of that number really takes their faith seriously. So um, I have uh, five other priests that, that help out and teach theology and do do a little bit of help with um, campus ministry as well. And we're all pretty busy just trying to sure. meet the needs of the students. Yeah, that's such a formative age. You said you've been in campus ministry for about 14 years. Is that right? Yes, that's right. And so uh, because that, like I say, those years are so formative, um, kids that you worked with in past years, have you been able to keep in touch with them and see how your ministry has been able to impact them as they move forward, maybe into marriage or whatever other uh, you know avenues that life takes them, the vocation they're called to? Yes, that's been one of the joys of my life, really. The, the students I worked with, I, I've been able to celebrate their weddings or baptize their children. And um, yeah, I think you're really uh, hitting the nail on the head, Josh, with the, I, I've even told people here, I, you know, they, the psychologists will say the first four or five years of your life are the most formative. And I say, it's got to be a close second to these college years yeah. um, because you are really deciding what kind of adult you want to be. You know, you, the faith of your parents isn't enough anymore. You have to decide for yourself if Jesus is going to be an important part of your life or not. And so, yeah, I really find it um, uh, fulfilling when I get to um, see a couple that I've journeyed with and they're, they're in the working world and raising children and have managed to carry their faith over into that next uh, you know, epic of their lives. I find right. that a, a beautiful thing to be a part of. Uh, that's wonderful. Well, uh, Father Rick, again, uh, glad to have you here as today we want to talk about spiritual direction. And I'm always a big fan of defining terms uh, for any topic that we discuss mm-hmm. here on The Inner Life. So maybe uh, to start off, can you just walk us through the basics of what spiritual direction is? And, you know, that also might mean what it is not. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love to. Um you know, I've always believed that it's really not the best term. It's kind of a misnomer because um, when we hear the word direction, it, it gives the, you know, the inference that someone is telling someone else what to do, like a director in a movie scene, right? I, I like spiritual accompaniment as a better term um, because it's it's two people coming together trying to discern what the Holy Spirit is doing. So the Holy Spirit is the true director in in a spiritual direction relationship. And, you know, uh, just in general, uh, they say, right, two sets of eyes are better than one or two sets of ears, right? When, When we're looking for something, and in this case, what is God doing in my life? It's just nice to have someone else in that conversation, someone who can look at what you are experiencing from a different angle, maybe someone that has had more experience um, in the spiritual world, and you, you kind of bounce things off that person to 
to see really the question is what is God doing in my life? What is, how is the Holy Spirit speaking and leading and, and being able to discuss that in a, in a safe space with someone who has a little bit of experience in that area? I think it's very valuable. So I guess maybe a quick definition, spiritual accompaniment by someone who's kind of walked that journey um, perhaps a little a little longer than you have. Well, and so I guess that also raises a question of who you might go to for spiritual I mean, there's all kinds of different avenues we can go here in this conversation, but as you're talking about somebody who has maybe gone down that path ahead of you, has some of that experience in their own spiritual life, um, it, does that mean that it's probably more advantageous to talk with somebody who is older. Does it always need to be a priest? Is the priest, uh, a be, you know, the best option mm. for a spiritual director, or can it be somebody who, um, you know, anybody who is just mature and advanced in their faith? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. Um, you know, again, being on a college campus, there's a lot of young people, twenty years old or so, that. Um, they're walking a journey with one another. And that's wonderful. Like sharing with a friend that is also interested in the Lord is amazing. And you can get a lot of good insights. But really, you know, there's real no no real wisdom there until you've lived uh, a life, you know. <laughs> um, wisdom comes in time. You just can't force it. You can you can gain and grow in intelligence and knowledge, but for wisdom you have to you have to walk a, a journey for a while and learn um, practically both the pitfalls and, and the joys. So in general, I would say um, you need, we need to look for someone um, who has some experience. Um, a priest is, is great uh, because uh, a priest will have gone through the seminary and has been attentive to his own spiritual journey and then has walked a number of years, you know, trying to, to help people hear the voice of God. Religious sisters or brothers are usually a wonderful choice as well. Again, because the, that's their primary vocation is to listen to God and maybe help other people do that can be just a, like a secondary uh, branch of that. Uh, but there are good uh, qualified lay people as well. A little harder to find, I would think. Um, there are some schools that offer um, spiritual direction training. So anyone who has been through a spiritual direction school, I think would be a, a good viable candidate. You could go to your local parish and, and knock on the door and see if there's a, a priest um, or a religious living there that could help. Oftentimes they're too busy. <laughs> I think right, just practically right. speaking, uh, you know, especially a pastor of a parish can't really give um, each parishioner an hour of his time um, and still run a parish. So it's a little harder to find in, in a parish setting. Well, and so that actually comes down to one of the most common emails that we receive here for this show. And it's just asking that basic question, how do I find a spiritual director? And uh, maybe we can talk about that for a moment. You know, what, what are the best uh, resources for someone to try and find 
a spiritual director? How do I go about that? Like you say, you know, my parish priest is probably not going to be the option for me. It might be on, on you know, a rare occasion. There might be that parish priest who says, no, I can, I can offer spiritual direction to at least, you know, a handful of people in my parish, but most likely they'll direct you to some other resource. So where should somebody start? as they're saying, well, I'd like some spiritual direction. I really would like that help, that accompaniment that you're talking about, Father Rick. I'd like to have somebody maybe give me some insights on how God Mm -hmm. might be speaking to me. Where do they start? Um, Well, I I think the parish is not a bad place to start. Um, You know, talking to the pastor or, or whoever's there, uh, they may they may know of resources uh, in the area. If there's a religious house, um, you know, my, my group of Franciscans, uh, Dominicans, Jesuits, there, there are religious communities around. If you have one of those in the area, that would be certainly a place to, you know, call up or ring the doorbell. Um, other than that, maybe it is calling... Um, some schools that that offer spiritual direction and seeing who they know of that's in the area graduates uh, sometimes um, I was also at uh, Franciscan University of Steubenville for a while and I know they have a uh, in Ohio they have a pretty good spiritual direction program and they um, they let people kind of do internships so that you could get a spiritual director who's still learning the basics, but is, but is ready to take on a, a client or two. And so sometimes going through a school of spiritual direction, you can maybe get into someone who's ready to do some, some hours and field work there. Our spiritual director here on The Inner Life today, Father Rick Martinetti, and we are talking about spiritual direction, the basics, understanding it, and uh, how we can have a better grasp of what spiritual direction is and if we need that spiritual direction in our own lives. How about you? Has spending time in spiritual direction, has it helped you in your life? Has it given you a better understanding of God's leading, where he's guiding you, what he is saying to you? Maybe you've never spoken to a spiritual director. You don't know where to start, or you have some questions about the process. Our studio line for your call, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com. And we'll continue talking with Father Rick coming up next here, right after this on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life, and I'm Josh Raymond, along with our spiritual director, Father Rick Martinetti, a Franciscan friar and the director of campus ministry at Ave Maria University in Florida. Today, we're talking about spiritual direction. Yes, 
This is a program about spiritual direction, and we're going back to what spiritual direction really is and how it is something that is a gift in our own lives. And how about you? How has spending that time in spiritual direction helped you in your life? Has it helped you to understand where God is leading, what the Holy Spirit is trying to say to you? Or maybe you have never gone to spiritual direction You don't know where to start. You have some questions about what should happen during spiritual direction, part of the process there. And you can call in with your questions at 888-914-9149-888-914-9149. And Father Rick, right before the break, you were talking about possible resources where somebody could find a spiritual director. Let's say that I find that spiritual director. I find that priest or that religious, you know, uh, somebody part of a religious community and I go and meet with them, and there just doesn't seem to be any sort of immediate connection. Seems to be maybe a lack of chemistry in the conversation that's happening. At that point, do I just proceed if, you know, we're going to meet a few more times? Do I give it a chance? Or is it, you know, if there's just, if personalities don't seem to mesh, should I just move forward and see if I can find a different spiritual director? I mean, part of that has to be just ease of conversation there too that allows you seeking spiritual direction to feel free to talk about you know intimate things in your life and what's happening and not feel like you're kind of pushing against a wall to uh, you know to share the things that are on your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for, first off, you know, not everybody has been trained for it um, or is great at it. You know, even even ordained uh, priests, it might not be their thing. Um, so, first, you know, you said, is there if there's not an immediate connection? Well, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't run away if there's just one meeting and it doesn't seem to to fit. I would give it a little more time. But but what are the things you you'd be looking for? Um, a, a good spiritual director will create a safe space where you you don't feel threatened or forced in any way to to share more than you want to share so so it should be a a safe prayerful space um you know i i've learned over the years uh, it's not about me again telling people what to do and some some people will come to spiritual direction and just say father just tell me what to do and i'm like well that's not my job that's the job of, of god and the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, now you can go pray and listen to the Holy Spirit, and then come to me, and we'll unpack that together. And 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 that's um, I think a little bit more of what spiritual direction is all about. So if you have a, a so-called director who is telling you what to do, I don't think that's great. Uh, and that and that might be that might lead to um, a feeling of being like, well, we didn't really mesh. Um, and really, that spiritual director shouldn't be doing that anyway. Um, it should be more of a, we're listening together. I, I've also had to tell people, uh, frankly, you know, I've had individuals come for spiritual direction, and, and I'll start off and say, okay, well, tell me about your prayer life, and tell me about what happened last time you prayed, and they have no answer for that. And oftentimes, I'll, I'll stop the session and say, okay, well, then go pray. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I've got nothing to work with here. I'm not going to tell you out of the blue what to do. But if you go and pray and you tell me what the Lord is, what scriptures are, are touching you or 
a general sense of the Lord leading you in a certain direction, then we have a conversation starter. And then we can uh, join in that st- story together of what the Lord is doing in your life. Well, so let's talk about prayer for a moment then, Father. You know, we have different kinds of prayer that we talk about in the church. We have vocal prayer, meditative prayer, contemplative prayer. Uh, you mentioned scripture, you know, Lexio Divina. So there's these different kinds of prayer, but prayer isn't meant to be that monologue. It's supposed to be a dialogue. So how do we try and understand how God is communicating to us when he doesn't speak audibly. You know, at least in most cases, the majority of cases, he's not going to speak audibly to us. So how can we, as we are spending those moments in prayer and, you know, thinking about, okay, I'm going to spiritual direction, maybe can we kind of grease the wheels a little bit on how we are more receptive to what God might be saying to us that allows us to make further progress in those uh, sessions of spiritual direction? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the, the basics of prayer that all your Catholic listeners <laughs> will know so well, right? Going to Mass, going to the sacraments, receiving the Sacrament of Reconciliation, um, praying a rosary, reading the scriptures you know those are all all the basics and and that really um is is the starting point of a beautiful prayer life um but what a lot of people skip i would say is uh quiet time um sometimes we're just rushing to get these things accomplished and not really uh, entering into quiet in the quiet i believe the lord speaks to to our hearts so you know, if you're if you're just rushing to finish a, a, a rosary, uh, okay, yeah, it's it's beautiful and it will have merit. Or you could take um, a half hour with it, or forty five minutes with it, and actually meditate on the mysteries and and take some time to picture the events unfolding, like uh, the birth of our Lord and what that might have what that might have been like for Joseph and Mary. You know, in Bethlehem, were they afraid? Was was the night cold? What about seeing Jesus for the first time as, a, as an infant? What would that do to you? Uh, you know, the, the rosary is an incredible, beautiful gift. Um, and there's many ways to pray it, but, but I would say slow down with it and actually view the meditations with the eye of the heart. You can do that when you go to Mass. I, I've, often, um, I've often suggested for people before Mass, close your eyes maybe uh, picture what the Last Supper might have looked like. You know, uh, imagine Jesus praying over the bread and the wine and, and pouring everything he is into the bread and the wine, right as he's, he's about to give it to his apostles and he knows he's gonna be violently torn from the earth uh, any moment now, but he wants to, he wants to fill the, the bread and the wine with everything that he is, his body, his blood, his soul, his divinity, his heart, his love, his compassion. Close your eyes and imagine you're an apostle at the Last Supper, experiencing Jesus praying over the bread and wine, putting everything he is into them, and then turning and handing you um, the consecrated bread and saying, please take this. This is my body. Do a meditation like that and, and mass will be transformed for you. Then when you go up for communion and you're ready to receive, you, you really have a sense of what's happening. 
that's what's happening at every mass. Jesus is giving us everything he is in the Eucharist. And sometimes meditation can help us appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's also talk for a moment here, because as you're talking about this time spent in prayer, listening you know, for God, what he's saying, having that spiritual director who accompanies us, um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, uh, my producer here, Nick, because we get that common question, how do I go about finding a spiritual director? He, in his communication with you, he'd sent an email with some of the details and the planning for today's program. And taking that cue from our listeners, he had just, as the topic for today, generally just said, okay, finding a spiritual director. You wrote back and you said, well, maybe we could look at it from a different perspective as the gift of spiritual direction. And can you talk about that for a moment? Why do you consider spiritual direction a gift? What does that mean for you? Mm. Well, as as a priest, you know, I'll be uh, preaching every day at daily mass and on the weekends, especially. And, you know, I'm praying and preparing a homily that will go out to hundreds of people. And so, it has to be somewhat general. Um, I, I usually do use stories from my own life or, or examples to illustrate the point. But you know, you're trying to you're trying to catch um, uh, you're casting a wide net there. Absolutely, you want yeah. you want everyone. And and so often people will tell you they, you know, they get something different out of out of a homily. And that, it's a beautiful ministry that I love. But when you are sitting down one on one with a person. Wow, then you can, it's really about them and what specifically the Lord is doing in their lives. And I, I love, I usually do 45 minute sessions in spiritual direction. And, um, I, I love just kind of getting lost in another person's world as they begin to tell me what's going on in, in their lives and, and share what they think God is saying or, you know, again, scripture passages that have meant something to them. And it becomes quite clear that there are three in the room. You know, it's 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 the director and the directee and and the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's why I really see it as a gift because you know Jesus says, "When two or more gather in my name, I am there in a, in a special way." And that's exactly what's happening in the spiritual direction. We are letting the Lord be present in a special, unique way that is tailor made to that uh, individual. Hmm. Our spiritual director, Father Rick Martinetti, a Franciscan friar and the director of campus ministry at Ave Maria University in Florida, and today talking about spiritual direction. Have you sought out spiritual direction in your own life, and how did it help? How has it given you that better understanding of how God is speaking to you, where he's leading, where he's guiding? Or maybe you have some questions about spiritual direction. Um, You'd like to go see a spiritual director, not sure exactly what to do or what the process involves, or have some other questions. And our line here to join the conversation is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. Uh, Father Rick, when we go to the sacrament of confession, depending upon the priest, we also in that moment might receive some different insights or suggestions for dealing with you know the difficult areas of our lives that we've brought there to that sacrament or maybe some advice on how to avoid falling into that same sin in the future 
are there are there times where spiritual direction and the sacrament of confession cross over into the same realm? Should we try and keep them distinct from each other? Um, yeah, they cross over uh, pretty uh, naturally, I would I would say, and you know maybe for the for the average person, uh, confession is is probably going to be enough um, most times. You know, if you are if you're going at a popular time and you're and you're lining up, um, maybe on a Saturday afternoon, and there's a bunch of people in front of you and behind you, you're not going to be able to get much spiritual direction there. You you will get the full benefit of absolution, of course. But I would make an appointment uh, for it for a confession, uh, and that you know you that gives the priest a little more time to to listen to you and you know, maybe give you five, 10, 15 minutes of spiritual direction. They, they go well to, together. I think we especially could use spiritual direction when we're going through something big in our lives, either a crisis or a joy, or we're considering a new relationship or a new uh, employment opportunity. I feel like transition times are, are a good time to seek out more uh, direction. And um, confession is is great, maybe for or the ordinary times in our lives, um, but but there are some times when we just need to go a little deeper. Well, and so as you're talking about that, you know, confession might be uh, the the best way we re- we receive that kind of in those. I guess, non-transitional moments in our lives. It might also raise the question, is spiritual direction necessary for everyone? Uh, are there people that might be just so in tune with the leading of the Holy Spirit that they don't necessarily need spiritual direction? Or is that something that all of us at some point in our lives, we really will need that resource of somebody, someone accompanying us and helping us to kind of discern and decipher what God might be saying to us in those moments? Mm. Well, that's a great question. The, the Lord is, is going to provide, of course. So the Lord wants us to hear his voice. He's not, <laughs> he's not trying to hide. Um, so um, for some, you might have a good friendship and uh, someone that you can share with, even a, even a really a good marriage, I think, that uh, the, where the husband and wife can talk about spiritual matters and they have the humility to, to listen to each other. That, that's beautiful. So I, I don't think everybody needs uh, a spiritual director at all times. Uh, you know, it's, it's an inv- individual thing, but it would certainly, you know, if you're discerning religious life or, or priesthood, yes, I would say absolutely go get a, a spiritual director that you see on a regular basis. Um, you know, if you are thinking of uh, proposing to that young lady, you know, um, it would be a good time to, to talk things out and, and look at your whole journey with someone who has a little bit of time to, to look at uh, what the Lord has been doing in your life for, for years, how the relationship's been going. So yes, I think, um, in gen- generally speaking, I think big moments, like I said, transition moments, discerning a vocation, spiritual direction would be great. But the Lord is always going to speak to us, and it might just be through friends or, um, again, confession or, or a good spiritual conversation with someone who's not a director. You know, another thing that I remember, um, so I'm a convert to the, the, the faith, and within that first year or two of coming into the church, 
I remember hearing about, oh, spiritual direction. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that sounds like that might be something I would very much appreciate, especially as I am new to the church, new to the faith, still in that learning process. And one of the things that I remember, I went to a religious community and they had different people available, different priests that were available for spiritual direction. And in that very first meeting with the priest that I saw for a couple of years, he gave me just kind of a a little pamphlet that they had as an introduction to spiritual direction. And one of the things that it said there was, um, this is not meant to be a replacement or a substitute for if you are dealing with an addiction or other things. It's not supposed to be counseling. And that's something that, you know, as you're talking about those moments that are moments of transition, I'm also thinking, you know, there can be times in our lives where maybe we're dealing with sorrow or sadness, especially, you know, let's say that you've lost a spouse or you've lost a child Mm -hmm. and there's grief that you're going through. There, There obviously is the search for answers and what what is God doing in this what why would he allow this to happen or how is how is he trying to draw me closer to him in this difficult moment but maybe you can talk for a moment about the difference between how we can distinguish when we really do need that spiritual direction and where we might need to go see a counselor or some other sort of uh, professional help that is not spiritual direction mm-hmm. yes we um, here here on campus um, at Ave Maria, we have different people coming in to give talks, and um, you know we we had a, a young man come in to talk about uh, divorce and what it's like growing up, um, you know, being a child of divorced parents, and that certainly raises um, a lot of um, issues that fall into more the counseling realm. You know how you how you learn to love again, how you learn to trust um, when you know your primary uh, people in your life, your mom and dad, aren't together, and and how you don't blame yourself. So, uh, so a lot of that stuff is in the counseling realm. I, I have had people sit sit down with, uh, I've sat down with them and and I've referred them to counselors uh, when it starts to get into conversations like that that are frankly um, out of my league. Um, you know, I do the best I can to to help them understand where God has been in in their lives as they've gone through uh, grief. But but even um, even a bereavement group is another uh, place, another source. If it's it's nice to be with people who have experienced the same loss or tragedies as you. So sometimes you know, if you if you've lost a, a loved one, a bereavement group could be good. If you if you're the child of divorced uh, parents. Um, going to a counselor and talking that out. And then, you know, the, the spiritual realm, God is everywhere. So God covers everything, but spiritual direction is a little bit more about your relationship uh, with the Lord and your, and your prayer life. Our spiritual director, Father Rick Martinetti, talking about spiritual direction today here on the program, understanding the basics of it and those times that we do need 
that spiritual direction, that accompaniment in our lives? And when have you had that time that you've met with a spiritual director and how did it help you? Or maybe you've never gone to spiritual direction and you have some questions about the process. 888-914-9149 is the phone number to call into the studio. 888-914-9149. And we're going to continue our conversation with Father in just a moment here. Also, I want to mention to you, um, you know, we're only, oh gosh, what, I think about two weeks out now from the beginning of Advent. And if you have not gone to the Relevant Radio website recently, or if you haven't looked on the Relevant Radio app, well, we have where you can register, you can sign up for absolutely free uh, Advent Inspirations. These are messages, short daily audio reflections that our executive director here, Father Rocky, uh, he has created, and they're designed to help you to delve into the beauty of the Advent season. And they're emailed to you each morning throughout Advent. And one of the things that I really appreciate about these is the fact that they allow you to keep that focus on Advent during Advent. So much of our secular society, our culture, it's so focused on Christmas during, uh, even now before Thanksgiving, but especially after Thanksgiving. So much will be focused on Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. But this is a time of preparation, of wanting to bring Christ into the world and be ready to receive him when he comes into the world. And so these Advent inspirations help you keep your focus on Advent and Christmas. <laughs> It'll come soon, soon enough. But I do hope you are able to sign up for these. Again, it's absolutely free. All you have to do is click on that banner that you see at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. And we'll be back with more with Father Rick here on The Inner Life in just a moment. This is Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. If you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life. I'm Josh Raymond, our spiritual director for the hour, Father Rick Martinetti, a Franciscan friar, the director of campus ministry at Ave Maria University in Florida, and also taking your phone calls. As today, we talk about spiritual direction, and our studio line is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And uh, Father, as we've been talking about this, uh, the accompaniment side of things that's a word I keep on coming back to, you know, that that spiritual director is accompanying you, helping you to hopefully see where God might be speaking to you. When I prepare to meet with a spiritual director, are there certain things that I should already have in mind? Are there things that I should be saying, okay, this is what I want to bring to spiritual direction? Or should I come with more of just an openness and follow the leading of the spiritual director? Is, is this something where I need to prepare ahead of time? Preparing ahead of time would, would definitely be good, especially uh, prayerfully. Um, I, I studied in the Franciscan School of Spiritual Direction, obviously. St. Francis of Assisi is our model. We look to him 
uh, looked at the stories of his life. And, and when God began to break through in his life, uh, things started to change and he started to pray and he heard the same scriptures, but he heard them again with, the, with a new heart. And one day he was listening to the scriptures and it was the passage about selling all you have and going out and giving to the poor. And suddenly his heart was on fire and he said, this is what I long for. This is what I desire. He, he found a new joy in the gospel story. Um, that's the type of thing that's, that's good to bring to spiritual direction, you know, to, to listen to the, to read the scriptures, read the gospel stories of, of Jesus and what, which ones are, are causing you joy, which ones are causing you distress so you don't understand, you know, take some prayer time with the gospel and, and just be honest about what it's doing to you. Maybe a little, a little journaling could be good. Like I read this story about Jesus being crucified and um, I'm just sad. I, I don't even want to read it anymore. You know, that's, that's a conversation starter that you could bring to spiritual direction. But I do think it has to start with your own prayer life and especially time with the gospel. If I'm listening to this and I say, well, I don't have a lot of time during my day for some of the prayer that you're talking about, at least the way you're talking, you know, take that longer time to meditate on, you know, one of the mysteries of the rosary or meditate upon the Last Supper before I go to Mass. And I am, I find myself always rushing around because I'm working, I've got a family, I've got young kids. There's just not much alone time and downtime for those, those quiet moments to meditate. Any advice for that person? Yes. Well, Again, I would start with a, a scripture passage a day. I, I think you were saying that uh, Relevant Radio sends a, a, an Advent passage. Uh, that's great. Or the Daily Gospel. Uh, you know, five minutes, um, maybe 10. Could we spare that each day where you just you go off and you listen a little bit to the Word of God and just close your eyes and ponder it and think about it? What, you know, how does it make you feel? What? Does it distress you? Does it excite you? Uh, sometimes I've, I've encouraged people to have a little prayer corner in their homes or their rooms where there's maybe a chair or a kneeler that they just use for prayer and they spend five minutes a day in that chair. Or maybe it's outside. Maybe you go for a, for a walk and, um, and you, you take the daily gospel with you, either through an app or you know reading the Magnificat or... Um, living with Christ, those little um, publications that have the daily scriptures. I would say carve out, start with carving out five minutes a day to to listen to some scripture or read some scripture and and go from there. And if I've been going to see a spiritual director and it feels like I, I've been going for quite a while, but maybe I'm making very little or very slow progress in my spiritual life, at least that's how I seem to view this. What might that mean? Is that, I mean, there, it might mean a variety of things. You know, do I need a different spiritual director at that point or do I need to look at myself? Am I not listening to the direction I'm receiving? Or maybe I am listening, but I'm not applying mm -hmm. anything that I'm hearing. So, you know, if I'm not going to make any changes, there's not going to be any progress. Uh, any thoughts on 
if there doesn't seem to be that progress in your spiritual life after seeking that spiritual direction for, uh, you know, whatever extended amount mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that kind of gets into, that could get into a lot of things, but the, I'm thinking of uh, dryness in prayer, which uh, I've, I have, you know, journeyed with a lot of people through that. Uh, just because prayer is dry or we don't see any results doesn't mean that they're not happening. One of the, um, you know, analogies I've used is a love relationship. You know, you think of a, you think of a husband and wife who've been together many years, maybe, maybe the spark isn't there anymore, but they're still called to great love and sacrifice and they, and they get up every day and, you know, a man has to wake up and still be a husband and a father if that's his vocation. You can't just shut it off because it doesn't feel like it one day. And I think that can happen in our prayer. We could, you know, be doing all, all that we know we need to do in prayer and still feel like it's dry. And yet it could be an opportunity. Maybe the Lord is inviting us to get beyond feelings. You know, if we, if we only pray when, it, when we feel excited, sure. we're, we're not going to stick with it. Yeah, but 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 making a, a, a decision of the will to pray every day, whether it's dry or not, could be a deeper love. It's a commitment to Jesus that can transcend feelings. So I wouldn't be too quick to fire your spiritual director if you're, uh, <laughs> you know, you're having experiences yeah. some dryness without talking that out first. Father, we've got Eliza who's calling in from California. Eliza, only have a couple minutes here, but um, welcome to the program. Okay, go right me? ahead. Yes, go right ahead. Yeah. Um, my question is, um, I do not have a spiritual director, but I would like to know what specific scripture I could read to to help me completely trust in God's will and just be okay with it. Hmm. Okay, well, um, do you have scripture passages that, uh, are favorites of yours already or not? Um, I do have quite a few. Um, I, I have them written down. Um, I believe one is Romans twelve twelve. Um, that's one of my favorites. Um, but I'm going through a situation where I need to have complete trust in God, and it's not that I doubt God. Um, I'm in constant communication with God all the time. Um, he's so very much part of my life. But um, And Eliza, I'm going to just let Father respond to you, because we're down to our last uh, about minute and a half here, Father. Okay, yes. Um, so really any scripture passage that that speaks to you is good to, to ponder. And, and I would pray for the gift of trust. You know, I, I like the passage, uh, come to me, you who labor and find life burdensome, and I will give you rest. I, I find myself turning to that a lot. I think of the resurrection. Whenever I'm going through something difficult in my life, uh, I will usually pray a rosary and make it a glorious rosary, so a glorious mysteries rosary, so that I can focus on the resurrection, because that one reminds me that Jesus conquers everything, sin and even death, and he can do it in my life too. So you could pray maybe a decade of the rosary for the gift of trust, reflecting on the resurrection. Eliza, thanks so much for calling in today. And uh, Father Rick, down to about our last 15 seconds here, could I ask you to offer our listeners a blessing as we conclude the hour? 
Yes, loving God, I just ask you to send your blessing on all those that are listening to this program. Fill us with peace and joy. Help us to seek and find you, to hear your voice and follow wherever you lead with great trust. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks so much, Father Rick, for being on the program today. And thank you for listening. And if you missed any part of the program uh, earlier in the hour, you can always go back and listen to the podcast available at RelevantRadio.com or through the Relevant Radio app. And I uh, hope you stay with us. Mass is coming up next. And have a beautiful weekend.